back today. Would you help me welcome Mr. Logan Schwant to give you today's word? Thank you very much, sir. Well, good morning. How are we doing this morning? I'm so happy that I'm involved in a church where the campus pastor lets me make a fool of myself once in a while, every couple months in front of you guys. So I am so happy to be here and be able to share my heart with you a little bit this morning. If you don't know me, my name is Logan Schwant, and like Dan said, I am the children's and youth pastor here at One Chapel Lake Travis. And I just wanted to just piggyback on what he said a little bit. You know, he, he threw out some numbers from a year ago. It was actually two years ago that was my first time ever coming to One Chapel Lake Travis. It was on our one-year anniversary on Valentine's Day two years ago. And, and to see the growth of this church has just been truly amazing. But to give you guys a little bit more of an idea of that, when, when I started here, we averaged less than 20 kids a Sunday. Okay, now every single Sunday, we have between 70 and 80 kids upstairs. Okay, so, so that is a huge difference. So there is a huge opportunity for you guys to be involved in changing kids' lives. And, and that, is, that is something that we believe in here. We believe in our kids' ministry. We believe in our youth. And, and you guys have an opportunity to make a difference in them. So I just wanted to, to give that little pitch out to you guys. We would love to have you join the team because kids, God is bringing his children to this church. And we want to be good stewards and raise them up the way that he wants them to be raised up. And you can be a part of that. All right. And secondly, I just like to, every time I speak, I like to give you guys a little update on how the youth are doing. I just want to say that the, I, I kind of told you guys how much the youth has grown. Last time I spoke, they are still growing. It is so exciting. We have, we have a group of high schoolers. And I, um, I, I think all of our high schoolers are serving right now. I make all of them serve first service. But so I don't think any of them are in here. But if you see them around, we have a group of high schoolers in this church that love and serve in a way that I have never imagined a youth group would serve. Like every single one of them are up in kids every single week serving your kids. And they do it because they just want to. They do it because they love to just serve and they love to be a part of this. And it's been such a joy growing with them. And, and, and the middle school, um, when, when two years ago, every single middle schooler was like in sixth grade in this church. It was like there was, there was just only sixth graders. And if any of you have ever parented a sixth grader, it is a little crazy to parent a sixth grader. And, and let me tell you, it is, it is such a wonderful thing that they are now seventh and eighth graders. And it, it is such a joy, but it is, it is also the, these, these middle schoolers who we have raising up, they, they are truly something special. So if you see any of the youth, I just want you to give them a high five. Tell them you love them because raising the youth is not one person's job. It's not one ministry's job. It is the job of the body of Christ. It is the job of the church. It's the job of the parents and the church to come together and to do that together. So give them a high five because we have awesome youth here in this church, and they are just amazing. But anyways, let's, let's get into the word. Let's get into the message today. So, so we have been for about a month now going over this series called Better, right? The promise of the Holy Spirit. And today we're going to try and tackle two really big things, and, and that is Holy Spirit fruit and Holy Spirit gifts. Now these, these are two giant topics and I'm not going to be able to just go in depth of what everything is and every single fruit and every single gift that is in the Bible. But what I really want to do is I want to I open up a little piece in your mind where you can begin to see that, hey, our life really is better with the Holy Spirit and continue to build on this idea that our lives are better with the Holy Spirit, right? Dan talked about last week, Dan talked about um, how 
the, when we are in the presence of the Holy Spirit, right? When we are in the presence of the Holy Spirit, our lives change. And, and there's this, this kind of this image that we use in Catalyst a lot and things like that where, where it gives a, a, an idea to this. And, and how it works is, is a lot of us live first with our body, right? A lot of us, the governing factors of, of the way we think, it, it starts with our body. Our body, you know, dictates our soul and kind of our emotions and our mind and then and then our mind and our emotions kind of dictate the way our spirit feels. That's kind of the way we go, right? If, if we're not feeling very well, well, we're not feeling very close to God. And that, that's kind of the way that most people operate. It's the way that most people function. But, but this, is, this is not how God designed us to live. The way that God designed us to live is to have our spirit, our spirit come first. The spirit that we have living in unity with the Holy Spirit is the one that should dictate our soul. And the one that should dictate the way that we think and our emotions. And, and then that leads to our body. And this is the way, this is the way that, that God intended us to live with the Holy Spirit. And so, so I kind of wanted to, to give you guys this, this picture of, of two trees. But before I get into what these trees mean, has anybody ever been to a Renaissance fair? Most of us? Okay, they have them down south. I grew up in Wisconsin, all right? We had them all over the place. Anyways, so, so I used to be forced to go to the Renaissance Fair. Yeah, there I am as a little kid. You know, I was a little Renaissance dude. Um, and, 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 you know, at first as a little kid, those of you who had boys, you know, anytime your, the mom says, come on, let's go to this thing, you're like, no, I don't want to go to it. But, but eventually when I would show up at the Renaissance Fair, it would be so much fun, right? There's knights walking around, there's horses, there's games, there's all these things, and then the jousting, like the jousting is the coolest thing in the world. Like these people like kill each other every single day when they joust, and it is just, it is just, it is just beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Um, but, but there was one thing, there was one thing that I loved more than anything, and it was the fruit toss. I don't know what it's called, but you have that guy who mocks you, who stands there and says, oh, you can't throw, you stink, and then you get all these rotten tomatoes, and you get to chuck them at this dude and try and hit him in the face. He's sticking his head through the little hole. He's just mocking you the whole time. That is the one thing at the Renaissance Fair that I remember that I loved more than anything. I loved to throw fruit at this old guy who was yelling at me and mocking me, and I just wanted to hit him, and as an eight-year-old, I was so convinced I was going to hit him every time. I think I hit him like twice in my entire life. It was a waste of money, and my mom hated me for it. But anyways, it was, it was something, it was something that, that we really loved. But, but anyway, so what do these trees mean? Now, I'll just preface this little illustration. It is really hard to find a tree in Texas in the middle of February, okay? I'm just, I'm just going to throw that out. This tree has the most leaves that any tree at Lowe's, Home Depot, Walmart, or any of those had, and I couldn't afford a real tree from a real arbor sort of a deal, so we have to, this is a peach tree. It is, it is, it is healthy, but anyways, so bear with me here, bear with me. So this tree, this is tree number one. This tree represents us. This tree represents what we, what we can produce as mankind. This tree represents the, just, just who we are as mankind and, and kind of how we, how we maybe want to live, right? like when we're selfish. This is kind of how we want to live. And, and this tree, this tree, this tree represents, I think, what the Holy Spirit wants to do in us. This tree represents the Holy Spirit in our lives. And, and we're going to kind of compare them because, because I want you to see, you know, just like I was throwing fruit at this guy, there's, there's an aspect to our lives where we 
are throwing fruit at everybody that we encounter. There's an aspect to our lives where, where we are going to throw the fruit of whatever's inside of us, we are going to throw it out at people who, in every relationship that we have. And there, there's a difference between what kind of fruit we're going to throw. There's a difference between what kind of fruit we're going to throw because, you know, it, it, it matters of whether we're giving people fruit with life or whether we're giving people fruit with death. So, so I really want you to see, there's, there's really, I'm standing in the middle of a food fight right now. There's a food fight between these two trees. There's a war between these two trees, and there's really a war for our own lives. There's a war for which tree in our own lives we want to live for. I want to read this out of um, Galatians chapter 5, verses 13 through 26, where Paul talks about this war that is going on for our bodies. He says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom and do indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious, right? Then he goes off to list all these sins, right? Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery. Idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of anger, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy and drunkenness, orgies, and the like. Man, those people were really messed up who he was talking to. That's not in any of our lives, none of that stuff. Um, uh, I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. So this war that wages for our bodies is, is really about control. There's a war for our bodies, and it, it is about control. So, so what are we going to let rule our bodies? Which tree are we going to let rule our bodies and govern us? Right, so let's look at these, let's look at these trees, right? They each, they each face the same situation. They're each, they're each on the stage. They're each in a pot. They each have similar dynamics. They're living the same lives, these two trees. But there's, there's a really big difference. Let's look, at, let's look at this tree first. This tree, number one, is a real tree. That's a big difference. And, and, and the fruit, the fruit that's underneath this tree, the fruit that under, is underneath this tree has life in it. It's a real apple. Here's a lemon. I'm not going to take a bite of this lemon. <laughs> An orange. Take me too long to peel. Anyways, it has life under this tree. It has, it, it's going to grow. This is just... This is just a great baby tree. Larry, how old is this tree? Do you know? Maybe a year and a half. But it's going to keep growing. It's going to keep growing. It's going to grow into something bigger and stronger. And it's going to represent the life that God has given. But then, but then we come over to this tree. You know, it's fake. It looks good, doesn't it? It looks, it's green. It has a lot of color to it. It looks real. But there's no life in it. And then, then this fruit, man, this apple... Okay, this apple looks, this this apple looks pretty good. Like, I want to eat this apple, but 
You know, a lot of times when we live, when we live on ourselves, it can look really good on the outside. But the inside is styrofoam. <laughs> right, right, there's this, there's this dynamic, there's this dynamic going on. One, one side says, God is saying, hey, I have life for you. I have all of these good things and the fruit that comes from being in me, from being in me. If you just remain in me, I have life for you. And then the other side is like, hey, just look really good. If you look really good, you'll be happy. If you have a lot of money, you'll be happy. If you just put a smile on your face, you'll be happy, even though you're dying on the inside. This is, this is the dynamic. So, so let's dive into a little bit more because I really want you to see what this tree has to offer. If we look at that passage in Galatians, we see love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. This is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. This is what, what Jesus wants us to, to live with. This is how he wants us to live. I want to read this out of first, uh, or John 15, 5 through 8. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So here's a, you might be saying, well, there is fruit on both sides of the tree, right? We know that this side is fake, and this side is real, this side is life, this side has styrofoam. We, we, I didn't know that there was styrofoam in there. I didn't know what I was going to get into. I was actually planning on taking those back, but then I got caught up in the moment and ate it. Um, oops. Sorry, side railed. Um, you, but why, why is there fruit on, on both sides of the tree? And, and there's, a, there's, a word, there's a word in that John 15 passage. It says, you will bear much fruit. And here's, here's what I guys, want you guys to see is, is there's a difference. There's a difference between what we bear and what we produce. There's a difference between what we bear and what we produce. Because if we're being honest, we can all produce love. We can all produce joy. We can all produce peace. We can produce these things. Right? Like we, we, don't, need, we don't need the Holy Spirit in our lives to be able to produce those things. Because we were created by the God who made us able to have those things. We don't need it. But let me tell you. How many of you guys get tired if you work a lot? Right? Like, if I told you you're going to go work 80 hours this week, would you be like, yeah, I'm going to have so much joy after that week, right? Not really, right? It, we, can, we can produce these things. We, we don't need the Holy Spirit to produce these things. But there's an end to it. We get tired. What happens when we are tired? Then what do we produce? What happens when, when we lose our job? What happens when our spouse leaves us? What happens when our kid gets in trouble? Or maybe our kid looks at you and says, I hate you. What do we do then? What do we produce then? What do we have to lean on? But you see, Jesus, Jesus has a different mind. He doesn't want you to produce these things. He's saying, hey, you're not the tree. You're not the vine. 
You're not the thing that has the life in it. I am. I am. Abide in me. Remain in me. And you will bear much fruit. You will bear much fruit. It's not something that we have to manufacture. It's not something that we need to be try and be fake. This isn't about being fake. This is about letting the Holy Spirit live through us. So, all right, here's three important factors that I want you guys to consider as we, as we pursue this life, as we pursue living more of this tree in our lives, less of this tree, right? This is, this is a process. This is not a, a one-time thing. This, we, we sometimes get stuck in the middle. Sometimes we move a little bit more towards this side, but we want to live more of our lives toward this side. So number one, number one, we need to understand that bearing the fruit of the Holy Spirit is a result. It's not a practice. Okay? We produce fruit over here. We don't produce the fruit over here. Bearing the fruits of the Holy Spirit is a result of the time that you spend with the Holy Spirit. And it's also a a result of the amount you surrender in yourself. It's a result, not a practice. Number two, bearing the fruit of the Holy Spirit is a process that takes time. We cannot go 20, 30, 40 years of our lives living for ourselves and then just expect one day we're just going to instantly retrain all of our body and all of the thoughts that we have to just live on the other side. It's a process that we need to work at. Spending time with the Holy Spirit takes a lot of intentionality and it takes work for us. It means that we actually need to schedule time with God. It means that we actually need to spend time to be in his presence and to make him more important than the things that we feel are important. 1 John 2, 4 through 6 says, Whoever says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar, and the truth is not in that person. But if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. It's a process that starts to change the way that we live. And number three, it's measured by relationships. So here's the deal. I'm probably talking to the men because we have, we have the gift of wives here who are, are great judges of this, right? We do not judge our own Holy Spirit fruit. I am super patient. Okay, what will your wife say when you're driving down Highway 71? Are you still super patient? Right? It's measured by the relationships that we are in. The way that we interact with people shows the quality of fruit in our lives. The way that we invest in people, the way that we bring people together shows where our fruit is at. It's measured about by how we interact with others. It's really easy to sit there. I'm, I'm patient. I have lots of love, lots of compassion. I am the most joyful person in the world, yet I just sit at home and I never do anything with my life and I lock myself and eat Taco Bell. That was too accurate for... Um, anyways. So, all right, let's, <laughs> let's move on. We see the fruit in our community. So those are, those, are three, those are three aspects to how we can see more fruit in our lives. But... But there isn't just fruit underneath these trees today. There's another aspect of these trees that I want to talk about. And, 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 the first, and, and these are the gifts. 
These are the gifts that we have. And there's three types of gifts that the Bible sort of talks about. And the first one is the gifts that we get from God. And we see this under, we see this, under this tree too. This is the gift that we get from God. So I put a hammer in here. This is a very poor symbolic representation of these gifts in each basket because you can't put these gifts in a box. You can't describe these gifts in one object, but I just want to give you a little physical representation. So you have a hammer. So some people are really good at swinging this. Now when we do the catalyst retreat and we have everybody come nail this little thing to the cross, you realize that not very many people are really good at swinging this. (laughs) Right? God has given the gift to some to build things. God has given the gift to others to draw. Right? That's for everybody. God, God has created us all. So whether you believe in him or not, he has given you gifts. Each and every single one of you have a gift that is unique to you. Each and every one of you have a gift that contributes to your purpose of what God wants to do through you. And that is a gift that we have from God. So we see that under this tree. We, we can live with our gifts. But what, what is all underneath this tree? Because we have three gifts underneath this tree. So we still have the gift from God. We got a bigger hammer. Just, just to say God's bigger. But we also have the gifts from Jesus. We have the gifts from Jesus. This is the five-fold ministry. You know, this is, this is the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Those are the gifts from Jesus. But then we also have the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And like I said, this is by no means a good representation, but the gift of the Holy Spirit is this idea that God wants to live with you. This is an engagement ring that you give, right? This is the ring that I gave to Haley. She's mad at me because I took it for the day. (laughs) But I gave it to her because I wanted to live with her. But yet, this is nothing because God doesn't want to just live with us. He doesn't just want to have a relationship with us through the Holy Spirit, but he wants to live through us. He wants his power to come and shine through us. Right? He chose to use man. He chose to use man to show his power to this world, which I just, I think is baffling. I think it's baffling. So what are some of the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives us? Right? These work to build the body of Christ. We find wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, tongues, interpretation of tongues, encouragement, leadership, etc. The reason etc. is there, because these are just the gifts that you find in 1 Corinthians. In one little passage. Some Scholars believe that there's over a hundred gifts talked about in the New Testament alone that we have through the Holy Spirit, right? We can't put a word on these gifts, but God wants to work them through our lives. And so, I know, I know that there, we kind of addressed this, Russ has addressed this early on in this series, but there's sometimes a belief that Maybe the Holy Spirit and the work of the Holy Spirit left when the apostles left. And, and Cynthia doesn't know this, so sorry, Cynthia, I'm putting you on the spot. But, so I did something really stupid yesterday. Um, says, a youth pastor, you think you're young, and, and, and eventually you run into 
situation. So I, I decided Haley wanted to take the dog on the walk. So I'm like, okay, we got a little puppy. We're going to take him on a walk. I don't like the walk. Walking's boring. So I wanted the longboard. And then Haley's like, well, I have to go to the bathroom quick. So I'm like, okay, me and Jackson are going to go longboard down the street. Well, you see, Jackson has this thing where once he starts running, he thinks he can just run faster and faster and faster. So anyways, I'm longboarding, holding on to Jackson on the leash, and, and Jackson's just running faster and faster and faster. And you see, usually when we're running, it, it, I reach a peak speed because I'm not as fast as Jackson. But, but on a longboard, you don't reach as peak speed. So, so Jackson's just running, 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 running faster, and we're approaching a road. We're approaching an intersection. And I'm like, I haven't longboarded in a while. This is bad. How do you stop? I don't know how to stop. And then it's like, well, do I let go of Jackson? If I let go of Jackson, he's going to run into the road. If I don't let go of Jackson, I'm going to run into the road. So, so what's the proper thing? I'm like, well, I'm just going to try. And you know what I did? I just totally biffed it. I mean, I got a little scrape there, a little scrape there. This elbow hopefully is not bleeding through my shirt. Big scrape on my knee, scrape on my belly, uh, sprained my ankle. But the one thing that really got me is I landed on my shoulder. And... For those of you who've been around, um, I had a pretty serious reconstructive shoulder surgery eight weeks ago. And so this morning, I was going to use the, the lapel mic because I didn't feel confident that I could move my arm enough in order to hold the mic. And we were praying in a circle with our team one meeting this morning, and Cynthia was praying for me, or we were holding hands, and Cynthia just dropped my hand, and I'm like, you jerk, why don't you want to hold my hand? Um, <laughs> But, but she put her hand on my shoulder, and I just thought, oh, she's praying for me. She's just praying that I speak well or, you know, things, things like that. But instantly, when she put her hand on my shoulder, I felt a warmth in my shoulder where all the pain, all the issues I was having, I mean, I was really, it was really bad today. Just felt this warmth. And it just, it just went away. It just went away. And yeah, at first it's like, okay, don't really believe it. It's just a little, but, but then I, I just had this moment where God's like, you're teaching on this, that I can do this. I'm going to show you even more that I can do this. This is who the God that we serve is. Anyways, I got I to gotta keep rolling here. So, so the Holy Spirit is, is giving us this gift so that we can edify the church, so that we can be evangelistic, and so that we can authenticate the power of God and authenticate the gospel. This is why he's given us these gifts. But here's the thing. If you guys don't take away anything that I say, you don't take away anything that I've, I've said, the one thing that I want you to take away today is, is that with the Holy Spirit, we just have more. There's more life. There's more joy. There's more peace. We can produce those things over there. We can produce it, right? We still have a gift from God, the way he's created us. We can do that. But over here, there's just more. There's just more. And that's what the Holy Spirit is. He's this relationship for us where God can come and live through us. And in us. So alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna close here. So if I could, could I ask you guys just to kind of close your eyes? I want you just to think about think about this this idea. Ask yourself, where where are you? Where are you right now? Which tree 
Which tree is winning in our lives? Are we, are we running on empty? Are we constantly trying to just produce something, constantly trying to just find joy just, just in the midst? Are you trying to manufacture peace? Or maybe you're saying that life is just so hard right now. My heart is so broken right now. You know, God, you don't understand my situation. But I want to tell you that God does. And the Holy Spirit wants to be in the middle of your mess right here this morning. He wants to be in the middle of where you are right now. And the perspective of your life can change in this moment. Jesus came down to this earth and he left his throne in heaven and he died on a cross and he rose again. And he did this all for one reason. He did it so that you may have a relationship with him. So that you can be filled with the Holy Spirit so that you can have his life. His joy, his peace, his kindness, his gentleness, his self-control, his faithfulness, his patience, and most of all, his love. You know, as we we think about this, Lord, which tree am I allowing to rule my life? I want to bring this into communion. Because Jesus says, I am the vine, remain in me. Remain in me and you will bear much fruit. So if you would, as I read this final passage, could you guys stand with me? 1 Corinthians 11 says, The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat of this bread and drink of this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Guys, Jesus died so that we can abide in him. And the worship team is going to lead us here in a song as we partake in communion. At One Chapel, we do open communion. All you have to do is be a member of the body of Christ. All you have to do is believe in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you can take communion with us. The way it's going to work is we'll we'll start in the front come through the middle, so each row will come through the middle, and it'll come up and on each side we have the elements for you guys to partake in communion as well I just want to personally invite you guys I want to personally invite you guys to speak to a member of our ministry team, if you are in a trial or if you are in an aspect of your life where things are hard, where things are dry or where you're just stuck producing fruit and you don't know how to bear this fruit The ministry team, the prayer team is here to pray for you and to come alongside you and to say more of Jesus and to just talk to you. So Lord, we thank you for who you are and we thank you that you shed your blood. We thank you that you laid down your life and that you did this all so that we could walk in unity with you. So Lord, we come before you as one. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, Lord, we will build our lives upon you. Lord, for you are the good Father. Lord, you are the King of kings.
Lord, you are our Savior. Jesus, help us abide in you. Lord, help us stay close to the vine. Lord, and continue, continue to to show us that you are faithful, that you are faithful, and that we will bear good fruit when we abide in him. Thank you, Jesus. Well, thank you, everyone, for coming this morning. If there is anything in your life, anything at all, big or small, that you would like to, the prayer team will stay up here. They'll continue to be here for you guys, just to minister to you, to come alongside of you, to give you maybe a little hope. Also, if this is your first time here, we have a five-minute welcome party. This five-minute welcome party lasts only five minutes, and it starts in five minutes, and it will be in Russ's office. So... Down the hallway. Second hallway. I didn't know what he was saying. He was doing this. I don't know what that means. It'll be in the second hallway in Russ's office. Just go through the Welcome Center party again. If you'd like to get on a team, sign up in the Welcome Center. That five-minute party starts in five minutes at 1054. All right. Have a wonderful week, you guys. Go in peace.